0: Most honorable Father, in the blessed name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word, for um, your wisdom, Lord. Dear Father, we ask that you would send the Spirit of God to be with us as we study your word. We ask that you would um, let the Spirit interpret the word for us. Help us, Lord, to get rid of our own preconceived ideas. Um, We submit our heart and our minds to you. We ask that you would write your word on our hearts and on our minds so that we will not sin against you and we will be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Player hate. (laughs)
1: That's what it is.
0: Jealousy is feeling like uh, is feeling. Uh, anger towards someone or annoyed by somebody else's abilities their possessions um, coveting is wanting what they have and jealousy is a natural I think output of coveting other people's stuff so you feel uh, you feel like you want what they have you deserve to have what other this other person have and then you have some type of um, feelings whether it's anger resentment uh, aggravation towards that person. Because you feel like um, either they have something that belongs to you, you deserve what they have. That's right.
1: Even though you didn't work for it.
0: Uh, That's when you talk about people, you know, "Mm, she thinks she's cute. Look at it. Girl, look at those shoes she got on. They're so ugly. (laughs) Uh, She could have did that better, but if she would have done this, you know, um, just I would say complaining, but you're complaining about somebody else and about what they have, what they're doing, how they do it, um, et cetera. And it could have a basis to it or not a basis. You know, there could be no base for it at all, just because you feel some kind of way or or think you can do it better than you pick at whatever they've done.
1: Or throwing shade on people, as they say.
0: Okay, well, really, really jealousy, thought finding, I think it's like an outgrowth of jealousy. I mean, because I'm jealous of a person, usually I am, she could, I could do that better than they could you know, and that's, you're saying that not, not necessarily that it's not true, but you're saying it from a place of jealousy and, and because you feel like you deserve to be there. So also, je- uh, thought finding, fault finding don't have to be related to jealousy. It could just simply be that that's kind of part of your character. You've done it so long, complained about everything and, and fought with everything that is just part of your character at this point. Well, I think that's like 90% of the world, I think. Oh, now you're
1: trying to talk about the church members. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to. And Jan. Hey,
2: Jan. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, Jan.
3: I have been. Yes.
1: Uh, One thing that stood out to me on it, jealousy and fault finding, of course, but then a bigger problem was that this person had a lot of influence and he started leading other people down the same road. So, you know, it's kind of like if you have a certain sin that you're doing, then you go inviting other people to partake in it. It's even worse. You know, it's bad enough that you're doing it, but now you want to lead other people down the devil's roadway. Well, it's the same way that uh, when he used the serpent, he just kind of came up and very softly asked, hey, did God say y'all couldn't eat that or touch it? He didn't just come out. Like you said, he didn't just boldly say, oh, you don't have to listen to God. Just do this or that. He asked a question, and that's an easy way to get people involved. You just ask a question. Now They think you're just asking a question, but you have ulterior motives behind the whole yeah, you got it all planned out. They're going to probably say this and then I'm going to say that. And then, you know, so it's your motives is bad. <laughs>
4: Well, we all do it at times, (laughs) Ken. I mean, I I was thinking the same thing Lakita just said. We all do it at times, you know, but but I was thinking back at at what actually, how everything started with uh, Brother G. Initially, he, what happens with people like that, people like us in general, is we literally believe in what we're talking about. And then when it's actually shown to us, we're we're too caught up to to admit to our wrong. And so we continue on that path. And I I reflect on that that text where God says, you you tell a lie long enough, he'll allow you to believe that lie. And I think that's what was happening here. You know, he was actually he started off thinking he was doing good. And then when it was pointed out to him, he's like, Oh well, I'm not gonna change from it in his jealousy because uh, he saw what they were doing. His jealousy just grew, and so he was going to whatever it took. He was going to battle against him. It. So, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well. Um.
5: Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Uh, hmm
0: Mm -hmm. But not only that, you know, if you uh, listen to the um, what you just read, she's saying that because of this problem with him, that's why he was not where he wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? God prevented him from from uh, becoming, you know, a high status person because of the, it would cause him to stumble, fall, and not go to heaven. But if he in 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 doing that, he still he just he, he went about doing it a different way instead of going through Christ and saying I'm sorry and humbling himself, he decided to take it upon himself to make it. right where.
4: They're up there somewhere. How oh, do you put them up there? Where you at?
0: Hey, uh, Karen, I think is saying she can't.
3: I don't know she can.
1: I don't think she can hear you, Kent.
0: Let me call. You might have to type it or something.
5: Uh, Text her information.
1: I'm Lakita's
0: calling.
1: Her. I'm doing it. Now. Lakita's calling you, Alvin. You know, so long. Uh, while she's doing
3: that,
1: Karen. While she's doing that, one of the things that I noticed about this whole chapter, when you're reading about this person's personality and characteristics, it, you can actually insert the devil in place of this guy, because that's exactly how Satan does exactly how he does it it's just to whispering it's just the putting out doubts getting us to second guessing and our human minds are already suspicious so all it takes is somebody to say hey did you see how they looked at you hey did, how come you not in the meeting that's all it takes and then our mind takes off and says yeah why am i not in the meeting i'm smart as they are and i could do it too that's the devil's trick He probably thought he's gonna take brother and sister White's place. I mean, after all, he probably felt he was smarter than okay. Yeah, he didn't want to do the work. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to do the work.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: hmm. And that's the, that's to me. the And that to me is the ultimate. I was going to say that reminds me of the ultimate of presumption with God. We want all the rewards, but we don't want to follow him, follow his commandments. We just mm-hmm. want the blessings. We don't want to do what it takes to get them.
3: mm mm Yeah. mm mm-hmm. mm
1: Same thing they said about Kobe and Dennis Rodman, all the great players in different sports too. But it reminds me of the little uh, little child story, the little red hen where everybody wanted to eat the bread, but nobody wanted to help make it. Hmm.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. so I'm I'm sitting here out in the backyard right now trying to stay awake. <laughs> but, but you know that that just uh piggybacking off of what Lee said, you know, Christianity is the same way. You know, the God says that uh if any man would deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Uh the problem is is that we want our cake and eat it too. We want the world, we want all the pleasures and the riches and all the trappings of the world, and we want eternal life. And God said, "No, you can't. You can't serve two masters. You have to. You love one or hate the other. You have to choose." God said, "Choose you this day, whom you're going to serve. You got to make the choice."
3: Yeah. You can hear.
0: Karen. 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 That's this is true. And not only that, but because people are quarantined, then they are more receptive to studying God's word as well. You know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um that's kind of like uh well I think it just starts off I believe it starts off with jealousy uh all the people who are like David Koresh and Uh, Jim Jones, their desire was to be like this man, high and lifted up, you know, and stuff so that it starts off with that jealousy portion. That's where I was looking. And then from there, they become convinced that they are right or that they are led by God. And I think that where it says God would give them up to a a reprobate mind and God would cause them to believe a lie, then they begin to believe their lie. And then they become highly delusional. You know, a delusional is a strong belief uh, in something that's wrong. So they become very delusional. You cannot, almost can't break the stronghold of a delusion. So a fanatic, a fanatic is a person who believes in, um, who is delusional and believes in a lie, you know. So, for example, you might have a person, they can be fanatic about something that's good, you know. Like, let's take God, but they can take that just... Way too far. We was just looking at some Jewish, you know, people, uh, Hasidic Jewish people. And they have all of these rules and laws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they require that everybody else follow these laws to the letter. And it, that's fanatical. You know, it's, it's just no mercy, no deviation. It's a, a strong delusion. That's where I look mm-hmm, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs>
1: I think she's saying, a lot. she's saying a lot where she says some of the most unreasonable, foolish, wild fanaticism that ever cursed
5: Wisconsin.
1: The whole state, that's a whole fanaticism.
5: You know, those people have a strict rules and little tolerance for contrary views other than themselves i think a lot about uh some of the trump supporters uh people just have fanatic you obsessive following and um and it's not according to any type of yes definitely
2: definitely
0: and the thing with it, the thing is, with it, too, is that once you, like Percy said earlier, once you go so far with that, like now they've done, they've gone so far with this belief in this leader, you go so far that you cannot turn back because you feel so crazy, you know, why well, did not see that coming? But you, can, you can't turn back.
1: Then you end up pushing even further and further ahead because you don't want to turn back. So you just got to go forward and make it even seem even worse, more
0: fanatical.
3: Yeah, got to do even more. Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm.
0: Or if he could have, he would have fired them.
1: <laughs> Plus also pointed out.
0: Right. It also point out. instead.
1: Okay. It also points out that instead of this person listening, here he is ready to tell them some more plans of how he can solve everything. Ready to dictate to them some marching orders instead of listening
0: you know that's what pride is and that's what pride would do to us i mean it's first of all we hardly recognize the influence of our sinful selves on us we we don't see it as it is but then we enter with pride and then we don't even want to see it so you know he didn't want to hear that stuff it's
1: you know, easier to see problems with other people than yourself
0: it really is
1: you know, you can see problems with everybody, but you don't see yourself. You know, you have to look in the mirror to see yourself. We don't often have a mirror handy. So it's easy to look at everybody else and say, look at this terrible things they're doing.
4: Yeah, and that's interesting you say that, because she also stated in there that he knew well enough what was going on, but he had gotten to that plateau of his pride that he he couldn't and wouldn't allow God's people to help him. And so that was quite interesting to me as well. Because she said, she said it like this. She said, You knew enough to come out yourself. So it wasn't that he didn't know. He understood quite well what was going on. He just refused to accept it.
1: One to have his own way, like Burger. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen,
1: yeah, Karen, you there, I, I thought it was interesting what he said it says as you profess to be a watchman on the wall of Zion a shepherd to the flock, yet you saw the poor sheep torn and scattered and gave no warning. I thought that was pretty interesting.
4: Yeah, because I was thinking the same thing, Lee. Or the, the thing about it is, is when you got into that point, that plateau where he's at, it's no longer about actually trying to uh, tell the truth or do the truth. It's a more about I got to get through this to survive for myself. And so now nobody else matters. It's just me. And I become angry at the church. I become angry at anybody else.
3: Mm.
4: Well, initially, well, initially, but remember, she said at first he was deceived himself. He didn't really understand until he fell further into that fanaticism. So at some point in time, even to have gotten into the relationship with with them, he had to believe at one point, and then as he get, he got further into it, that's when he began to come out of it. Yeah, and another
0: thing, too, they probably was giving him what he wanted, too. Yeah. You know, making it feel like he was important, and, you know, he was the beginning and end of God's work, and, you know, he probably was being fed what he wanted to, to hear.
1: He had some talents and skills, but he chose not to use them according to God's will and do his own thing. And that's mm-hmm. where it went wrong. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weak ones. <laughs> 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 hmm
1: Right, and you won't be the leader that God wanted you to be
5: either. If you stay in that in that vein of self-centered worship like Satan, eventually. You not only will deceive yourself, but God will turn you over to a reprobate mind so that you will believe a lie. You start to believe his own lies.
4: Is that what happened to third um, <laughs> kind
0: of like, happened uh, the third of May? it's kind of like well, anger. I think it just starts off. I believe it starts off with jealousy. Uh, all the people who are like David Koresh and uh, Jim Jones, their desire was to be like this man, high and lifted up, and stuff, so that it starts off with that jealousy portion. That's where I was looking, and then from there, they become convinced. That they are right or that they are led by God. And I think that where it says God would give up to a, a reprobate mind and God would cause them to believe, they begin to believe their life. And then they become highly delusional. You know, delusional now, is
1: you uh, replaying the tape or something.
0: Uh, something that's wrong. So they become very delusional. You cannot, almost can't break the stronghold of delusion. So a, a fanatic is a person. Who
1: believes in uh, who is Alvina? Can you mute your uh, computer for a minute? I think you were replaying the uh, video or something. Okay. Yeah, now we can hear you. We can
0: hear you. All right. Yeah, she got it fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
3: okay, go ahead. All right. Welcome. I mean, happy (laughs) Sabbath. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Even worse, even worse, I'm going to take a shotgun. Me and my homie's going to have several guns. We're going to go up in the state building and we're going to demand that they vote to let us up out of here. But you're outside already. You don't need them to, to let you out. You're already out. All, you know, all they had to do was take one of those, all that had to happen was one of those guns go off by accident and kill somebody. That would have been a big problem for them.
1: You know, I think if we think about people that we've known uh, or heard about or read about who have fallen you know, from grace, so to speak, that there were people who were trying to warn them and they just didn't see it. Or they said, oh, no, the Lord gave me lighter. I read this and that. And everyone else is saying, no, brother, come back from the edge, you know, trying to talk some sense to them. And then they end up in trouble. After you get in trouble, then the devil takes the scales off your eyes and say, you're a real idiot for doing that. <laughs> Everybody saw it, but, you know, it's like a trap that he sets for, and he works us because he knows how we are. And then we end up feeling very ashamed and embarrassed that we didn't see it. It's so apparent afterwards.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <coughs> yep. It
1: probably was a suicide video. attempt. <laughs> I saw a video. I saw a video. I saw a video of Johnny Manziel doing it, the football player, ex-football player. And he was doing a backflip, and And his foot slipped right as he was about to go. And he narrowly missed cracking his skull into those rocks. He made it into the water. But he almost killed himself just trying to be a show off.
2: So I have a question. At what point would the conference officials or the church members or board members have a right to step in and remove him until he had gone through the corrective process?
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay.
4: (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean that that that's an interesting question, a good one. But that's going to be a determination made by first your board. Uh, it would have been brought to the board's attention, and the board will look at it, and they will make that determination as to what directive they want to go. If it doesn't get uh, taken care of at that time, then it will take that next step uh, to uh, where they eventually will say we have to get rid- we have to put them out. Uh, but they're going to do everything well. Normally, they're going to do everything in their power to try to uh, help the person, as opposed to escalating it to putting them out. In this situation, uh, Jan, he would we we would be convening right now, saying he has to go.
1: The only thing we're missing is details on what exactly the guy was doing or saying. So if he hadn't broken any any uh, other. Church teachings, or something like that, or one of the commandments, it'd be hard pressed to push anybody because of their opinion. So, we kind of need to know more details about exactly what he was doing.
5: And, and that's the danger in this situation. What made it so dastardly is that he did it under the cloak of godliness to, uh, you know, to deceive people, just dropping little seeds of Innuendo, negative things that's going around, something that's just slightly objectionable. Just dropping that seed, you know, just like planting the the tares in the wheat, you know, and mm-hmm. the stuff starts to get thick and starts to starts to spread imperceptibly, and that's that is the whole point of this whole lesson is having people that that are like that. You know, the, the uh, there's an adage that says, "Birds of a feather." flock together, wow. right? And so sometimes, you know, this gossip, people don't take gossip to everybody. Like they say, the trash man knows <laughs> where to take the trash. And we always say, don't make yourself a trash receptacle. So when mm-hmm. somebody comes to you to bring something, godly people say, no, well, let's pray about that. Let's not take this any further. And when you have that kind of response, they're not gonna come back to you they not they know that you're not a trash receptacle and mm-hmm. so a godly, godly people to root out this spirit of of of, of undermined uh sin that goes un, unchecked in the church
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So in three fourteen, he talks about leading the sister from her family. In three fifteen point one, sister,
4: sister, eight.
3: Mm.
1: I know you better be careful who you tell to leave their family unless you're going to let them live with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. i have a question i have a question my question is this so do you think god still holds um like us responsible for the blood of others if that we may lead astray do you think that their blood is on us
5: Yeah, of course that <clears throat> God has made us the watchmen on the wall. See so if the watchman doesn't give a certain signal, then how would they know that the enemy is approaching? So we we have a responsibility of knowing the way to eternal life. And if we don't tell other people, when we have the when we have the chance and opportunity to open our mouths, and uh, uh, some people think that they can just shelter in place and just read and study and pray but God has given us God has given us a responsibility. we can't be like the monks but <laughs> I, and let our light so shine before men that they uh, may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. So if we don't want the blood on our own head, then we have to tell somebody because there's not that many starless crowns in the kingdom and every star represents a soul that you were instrumental
1: in helping to be saved. Mm -hmm. One of the things we probably read was uh, in Sister White early writings where she was with a group of people and brushed up against them and their blood was on her. And she asked what happened and it was because she wasn't giving the, the message, she wasn't telling people. So yeah, I believe that if we have opportunity to do good as the Bible says to do it and spread the gospel however we can. Amen.
4: Expound on it a little bit more. <laughs> That makes it a little bit, uh, you know, it's interesting that you would bring that that theory because remember, Peter, he was a watchman too. The disciples were watchmen for that, that matter, but they didn't know everything. And there were points and times that they, they didn't. And so even when Christ got ready to leave, he, he, he made a, an appeal to them. He said, you know what? I need you to study some more. I need you to get closer to one another. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And he says, when you have done that, then feed my people. So you can be a watchman, but not be fully equipped to give. So at at a certain point, even as watchmen, you know what? You got to be willing to say, you know what? I really don't know. Let me pray on it or let me research whatever is necessary. But don't try to give uh, an answer that you're not even fully aware of yourself.
1: One of the things too, I used to work at a prison, and at the prison, all the watchtowers are up high above the walls, above the buildings, above the people, so they can look out above everything and over everything and see what's going on. So, spiritually, as watchmen, we don't want to get down to the world's level and stay at that level because then we won't see uh, God's warnings coming our direction. So, we have to spiritually stay above afraid of the world the worldliness and we also have to keep our eyes open look out and see where the enemy's trying to attack us look over everything look over this look over that look over every nook and cranny to see how the enemy's trying to sneak into our fortress so watchmen should be able to see what's going on and then be at a point where they can sound the alarm like percy saying be us prayed up and studied up so that when you see the enemy approaching you can say, here comes the enemy, and he's coming this direction, and here's what God wants us to do about it.
4: Yeah.
3: Absolutely, I agree with that.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. I have no problem with that. My problem would be is when you're trying to give light that is not light. And we have those, that's this person's situation right here. You know, uh, sometimes you know, there was a pastor that said it clear as day. He, I think it was John, pastor Loma McCain. He said, you know, you got those, those individuals who said, you know, I know this scriptures and it's, it's such and such and it says such and such. He said, don't say it unless you actually know where it is. He says because the problem is, is even though you might be speaking some truth, you might mixed it with some error, and that person has just got lost. So he says, better for you to just say, "Look, let me get back with you, so I can give you the proper direction." You know? So you have to be careful, even if you're watching.
5: See what what Jesus said to to these people. He said, "I am the good shepherd." See, mm-hmm. there are a lot of shepherds, but all of them not good. He had to delineate himself. But the shepherd has the position of watching over the fold, watch for enemies just like a watchman would. They have to position themselves where they okay. can see the danger far in advance. It's their responsibility for the, the care for the sheep. Oh, and nice. so uh, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd as opposed to a lot of these other people, these jackleg shepherds out here. And uh, But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and so we have to follow. We have to follow his example. And this man is talking about the sheep led him astray. And what kind of shepherd is that when the sheep lead the shepherd astray? <laughs> okay. mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <risos> oh,
0: And that kind of goes with that Bible verse that says, um, uh, "But Lord, I did this and I did that. I fed the I fed the hungry. You know, I fed the poor, clothed the needy, etc. And God says, deport from me, you worker of iniquity,' because that's not the work God had appointed him. God didn't appoint him to lead that flock like that. So he did all that for sure. Probably was visiting the families and doing Bible studies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And none of it was under the name of the Lord.
1: It also points out, too, that one of the characteristics of a good leader is accepting responsibility for your decisions. This person apparently wanted the accolades and wanted everybody to look to him as the leader. But when it came down to accepting responsibility, he didn't want that. And that's one of the first characteristics of a good leader willing to accept responsibility for your actions, which includes Good actions and mistaken or bad actions.
0: That sounds like 45. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He has been blaming the sheep. <laughs>
5: Built the whole image out of out of gold.
0: Mhm. I don't understand when Nebuchadnezzar built that gold statue. How was it representing him? I mean, it was a, a thing they were bound to, and I don't understand how that made him feel good. I mean, I do, but I don't. It
5: just a silly thing. Well, I think Alvina understands the fact that Nebuchadnezzar represented Babylon the head of gold and he thought that he could change prophecy by just doing something, by making the whole thing out of gold, but you can't change God's prophecy by man's hand. So I think you understand that, that that was foolish for him to even think that. That's what I'm saying. They were just fooling. How could he even thought
1: that? You know, one of the ways people do that, one of the ways people do that, uh, think they want to be everything and and, uh, get all the accolades is because they're not willing to do the work it takes to do it. So yeah, I take all the accolades of all these different positions, the head, the feet, the body, whatever, but I'm not going to do the work. If I actually had to do all the work it took, To be all those positions, most people wouldn't do it, but people don't, they don't plan to do all that work. They just want the rewards of it.
5: Mm -hmm. And and we're either going to have the spirit of God or the spirit of demons because Satan in heaven, he wanted to be like the most high. He wasn't satisfied with the position and the gifts that God had given him. He wanted everything. He wanted to be just like God. And so, this man, but well, he wanted to be above, Yeah, a matter of fact, he said, he wanted to be above the most high. And mm-hmm. so, brother G had some of the same seeds uh, from Satan that was exemplifying himself and wanted uh, jealous of everybody else and wanted these, all the attributes for himself. If it wasn't to better the work it wasn't to further the gospel, but it was just for self-aggrandizement, just to lift himself up.
1: Brother G had the exact same characteristics of Satan, because that's where he
4: got him from. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mm-hmm.
5: Well, that's one of the signs of the end of time where you're going to have despisers of those that do good. So you're going to have people, uh, you know, Satan's children always hate righteousness. People that are trying to do right, they're going to always find something wrong and be fault-finding and critical of everything that they do because like what you said karen the seed they're following is of the devil that's the 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 side that they're on and they try and cloak it in a form of godliness but they they don't have any spiritual power they're bankrupt Mm
0: -hmm. and there's no there's nothing that says there's nothing that says that if this guy hadn't come along that those people they probably, sooner or later, they were gonna meet up with that because there's just, um, some of that is just character. You know, some people just love drama. They just love crises. You know, they they too wanted to be super special. I'm special because we're in this special group and we know more than the other group does. So some of this stuff, he just happened to come along and, and uh, was the key that fit their lock as well. They, they have a part to play in that.
5: Standing on the the promises while sitting on the premises.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
0: Karen, Karen, you telling your children to tell the bill collector you're not at home, etc. etc. And then when you every time the child lie you whip his butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Right. laughs>
3: I'm mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Thank
5: Yeah, I was thinking about um, I was thinking about when um, Jesus was ministering to the people, and you had the scribes and the Pharisees, the high priests would always be plotting against him, and and and, and so they their authority was being threatened, and so at every point. Uh, they would see they finally got to the point where they wanted they were plotting to kill Jesus because they were so jealous and could not stand him doing the miracles and all these things you would think they would say wow this is this is the messiah let's worship him but no it was never about worship and the kingdom of god it was always about them and their power <laughs>
1: Cause he was black.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And he was tall. That's the, the only thing. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was it. That was the only reason. <laughs> only reason I needed.
5: Like they say good news travel a uh, uh, bad good news travels fast but bad news travels even faster and so it's our natural uh inherited tendencies to sin negative negativity you know uh, uh, all of these things are, are part of our nature and so we need the new nature uh, so that we don't thrive on those things. You can learn a lot of things through nature. You, you, uh, seeds, uh, or I should say weeds, will grow anywhere. It'll grow in the cracks of sidewalks. Weeds will fill a void. If you have, a, they say the best uh, 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 weed control is a healthy lawn, okay, where it doesn't leave any, any voids, any space for noxious weeds and all these things to emerge. And so the best thing for a Christian is to be healthy so that you cannot have any void, any spaces for all these negative weeds to try and sprout up in your life. And
0: I think too, Karen, then uh, when you talk about the soil, as he's talking about uh, stuff growing, if you have the right soil for Christianity to grow earth, the sinfulness of earth is the right soil for sin to just grow and to just grow out of control. But, um, and, but the good soil is, which is, you know, found like the Bible says, narrow is a pathway. You know, the good soil is not always, you know, around or available. Well, it's around, but people are so, so uh, used to the bad soil and to the negative soil that the good soil is foreign to them. You know, and then when you think about that parable, you know, so I went out to sow. It was only one. It was three different types of of bad soil and only one good soil. So it is the earth as we know it is ripe for negativity and and sin to to flourish.
1: Karen, Lakita, have another uh, meeting to get to. So I'm going to have to cut off. She has another Zoom. All right. We'll see you all next week. Next (laughs) week, chapter.
3: All right, bye-bye. Bye, bye bye. Bye.
2: You know, I was going to say that um, in the book, uh, the, kind of, the Final Conflict, it talks about the shaking. And it says that people are going to be shaken out of the church primarily because they reject the straight testimony. Uh, and the, the, the theme of the testimony is to repent. And so these people are, are going to be resistant because they feel like they are rich, increased with gods, and, and have need of anything. So they don't, they're blinded to their own spiritual condition, their own spiritual uh, uh, degeneracy. They don't think that anything is wrong with them. They go to church and they have a form of godliness, but they don't have any power. But they have to see, so deceive themselves that they don't see any reason to repent and therefore they will repent.
3: Mm -hmm. That's right. To say i think
2: in these last days i think we need to be careful as a church um that, that you know the seventh adventist church uh is a uh, we think the bible talks about us being a royal priesthood a peculiar people not strange but peculiar and we should be the leaders of the world and not the world leading us and so we need to be careful in our in how we structure our worship services that We don't get caught up into the feeling, the ecstatic feeling of worship, you know, with the music, with the preaching, you know, as long as it makes me want to shout and jump up and down. But the messages that we need now talks about the straight testimony, something that is sobering, that will make me think introspectively about my salvation and where I am with God and everything that make me want to shout, you know, and because if all you have is feel good. And that kind of religion won't take you through the hard times. We need to get back to a primitive form of godliness, what Ellen G. White talks about. And so we have to be careful that we're not going by feelings, but, but faith in God.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Yes, I'm here. I had to take my phone you. <laughs> Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time you've given us to study together, Lord, and we pray, God, that you will help us to examine ourselves, God, and rely on the Holy Spirit to show us who we truly are, God, and just depend on you to develop your character so we can be lights and be witnesses for you, Lord, in these end times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Hey, excuse hey. me. Can I can I ask for a prayer for my, my children? Uh, my son Jalen just got a job at Home Depot. So I'm just concerned and worried and leery and, you know, just to pray for my family's health.
4: Amen. Will do. Please. Sure. Father God, Lord, just a little while longer with thee. Lord, we realize that we are in the midst of a pandemic, Lord, but we also understand that there is no greater physician available to us. And so, Lord, even before the the virus can touch or even uh, matriculate its way towards us, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would cover us, that you would be with um, Son in a very special way, Lord, as he has taken Job Lord, at Home Depot. We ask, Father, that your covering angels will be around about him, Lord, and keeping him. We ask, Lord, that you would be with her, Lord, wipe away her worries, and let her place her focus upon you from whence cometh her help. Lord, we thank you for the word that has been taught today, for the word that has been preached, Lord, and for the word that has been understood. Now bless us, Lord, as we finish the rest of this Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Man,
3: all right. Bye. Yeah.